0: And then the message of the day when John was raised up is to repent. Yes. What is repenting? Turning fully to God and turning away from those things that 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 will that hinder your relationship with God. Amen. Amen. Repent, turn to God. And here it's saying here, turn to God all the way and you will see that breakthrough. Amen. So so wise men turn to God, wise men seek God. Wise men seek God. Amen. Uh, to to worship Him. You know uh, we need. That's one of the things that we need to. As wise men, we are seeking to worship Him. Amen. You know, tradition says that, and and this is in my notes. Tradition says three wise men were at the uh, at at the manger. But but if you study the story. Uh, you can't find it in Scripture where there was three wise men. So really, it, it could have been as few as two, or as many as a multi. Yeah, you know, I mean, could have had twenty people, could have had thirty people. So we don't know how many people actually, how many wise men there were uh, that sought, you know, Jesus out that came. But we need to understand this. That's where traditions will come in. And I'm going to say this, you can be deceived if you don't study your Bible. That's right. Amen. Amen. And we, we read into things and you may say, well, that's just so trivial. That's not a big deal. No, everything's a big deal in the Word of God. Amen. Amen. And so when you read this and then it says, you know, and then we, then tradition says, and you see the nativity scenes and you always see the wise men Amen. at the nativity scene. But they didn't show up until he was probably about a year and a half old. until Jesus was almost two years old. Well, how do you know that, Pastor? Because the star, because, because in the reading, if you were listening, that Herod was trying to figure out when the star appeared and was talking to the wise men. And it was, and that star appeared uh, approximately two years before when the wise men came to Herod. That's why Herod had the, the children killed of two years of age and younger when, when Jesus escaped. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So so really, uh, that's pretty awesome. So so they they sought out uh, to to seek Jesus and to worship Him. And this is interesting. To worship God, I believe, always requires us giving. There's all listen. If you're truly going to worship God, you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to give. You're going to you know. There's so much in the Word about sacrificing. And I'm telling you, the biggest blessing is always on the altar of sacrifice. And we see that they didn't come to worship God empty-handed. This is a worship service, and God's been working on my heart lately. And normally I give once, a, you know, I get paid once a month, so I normally just give one big check, my tithes and my offerings all in one giving. And, uh, but God's been impressing on me to try to give in every service. Amen. And I've been trying to give a little extra. Somebody say extra. extra. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to give a little extra. Right. Amen. Amen. Why? Because I think God wants to position you for some blessings. That's right. Amen. Pastor, you can't you can't give to God and expect blessings. Uh, I'm going to read you some scriptures that you can. Amen. Amen. No, you can. Now you, you give to God not you give to God to have a have a heart of love. But, but there, there are blessings attached to us giving with right motives and right heart motives. And it should be to glorify God. Can I get an amen in here? And so the wise men, you know, they gave gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, you know, I talked about this last year, but for some that weren't here last year and don't know, gold is also symbolizes kingship. So, you know, in the Bible, there's a lots of meanings in, in the Bible and you have to, you have to decode the Bible and, and the Holy Spirit can decode it for you. And so when you're reading and studying the Bible, the, you know, you can study it out and you'll find that gold was always, you know, kings always had gold. Amen, in the Old Testament. And do you know this, that you are called kings yeah. and priests? Yeah. Does anybody have any gold out here? No, Okay. Amen. So, in other words, it's 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 not, you know you know religion would say, well, it's wrong to wear a gold necklace where well, you're a king, aren't you? That's right. That's right. I'm not against jewelry. Amen. That doesn't mean that you're not holy. Amen. Okay. I remember, I remember for Christmas one time I said to my mom, I said, Mom, now this was before I got saved. I was a heathen, and I was a good heathen. Amen. anybody know what I'm talking about? Any, any ex-good heathens out here? I mean, you were a good friend of the devil, right? You were like his arch friend. You know, right? you know, now you're his arch enemy. You were God's arch enemy at that time. But, but, but God even put on my heart. And, you know, I just said, Mom, I, I want to, for Christmas this year, I don't want, you know, all the nice fashionable clothes and all that. I, you know what I want? I want a gold necklace with a gold cross. And I wasn't even saved. But I was going to church, and I was religious. <laughs> you got a lot of these celebrities that wear the gold cross, and they're living like the devil. You know what I'm saying? But, 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 you know, and I wanted that for me. You know what my mom ended up doing? Buying one for my brothers, too. I said, that was my gift. I never told my mom about it. Where's mom at? But anyway. She took my idea and she gave gold cross and necklaces to my younger brother and my older brother. She was believing for us to get saved. Amen. And you know what? We were heathens. She never said anything, you know. And um, but praise God, we all got saved. Thank you, Lord. But those are seeds right there, you know, that God will plant even in an unbeliever's heart. And I'm going to say this: that God's working on your family. Don't give up on your family. Keep praying for your family. Don't speak evil of your family. Speak good things over them. Love thinks no evil. Amen. So we see that gold symbolizes eternal kingship of Jesus. Frankincense, or Franken, it's more like Frank-incense. Frank-incense. You got it? Frankincense. So it's incense. And incense represents uh, Jesus' deity. Amen? Is, did you guys know this already? Okay. <laughs> Pastor did some studying. Okay. <laughs> myrrh is an expensive embalming oil as a symbol of the death of Jesus, representing his humanity. So, frankincense re- represents his deity, uh, the myrrh represents his humanity. Amen? And Jesus was born to die. Amen. So so this is what some will say is, well, if God is so awesome, why did it take the wise men so long? Why, they missed out when Jesus was born. No, God is perfect in his timing. Amen. And so some may say, well, he, he missed it, you know, because, you know, you know he missed the, the angels. He missed the fireworks. They missed the fireworks. They just came and that was like a year and a half, almost two years later, they missed, you know, the, Jesus in the stable. No, God has perfect timing. And God knew that Herod was planning on killing Jesus. Actually, it was the devil working through Herod and that was planning on killing. And and really, uh, you know, after the wise men visited them and gave them all these gifts, uh, uh, you know, Mary's husband had a dream that Herod was going to try to kill the child. So they had to move. And so I really believe that when they came in and they gave that gold, we don't know how much gold they got. Have you thought about that? Some people think, oh, they just got a little nugget of gold or something. I believe that I I serve a God that's more than enough. My God is not cheap. He's not stingy. He doesn't hold back. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Jesus is a great representation of God because Jesus always overdid it. He overdid it with the wine, turned the water to wine with nine uh, uh, pots, 30, you know, gallons each. Uh, yes, yeah, six pots, 30 gallons each. Amen. And, and he overdid it all the time. He, when, he, when, he, uh, when he turned the, the, the bread and the fish uh, into feeding the multitudes, they had baskets left over. When he blessed Peter on his boat, it, the boat was sinking a fish. He had to call other people over to help him. Amen. God is a more than enough God. And I'm telling you, when God came in, he moved on these wise men, and they came, and I'm telling you, they were funded. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to say this, whatever God tells you to do, God will fund you. He will meet, you won't just meet your needs, he will abundantly bless you. Amen. And so this, this is an interesting fact, and I, I looked this up. It says here, this is an interesting fact. It says the U.S. Department of Ag- Agriculture, the average price of raising a child of a middle income household to the age of 18, you ready for this? Is $245,340. Can I say this again? The average price of a middle income family to raise one child will cost you parents. $245,000, according to this study. That's a lot of money. Amen. Somebody say, that's a, money. that's a lot of money. And girls, if you have girls, more grace to you, because <laughs> add another 20000 yeah. yeah, <laughs> Add another 20000 for the girls. Yeah. Yeah. Can all the ladies say amen? Yeah. Why? Because you, you guys deserve more, right? So add another twenty k for the ladies out here, and we're not even including the wedding because you know the. Okay, well. So what am I saying to you this morning? If it took two hundred forty-five thousand in today's money to raise first eighteen, how much gold do you think that they gave Jesus? I mean, and, and they gave his parents. How much gold do you think? Plenty. Somebody say plenty. plenty. Amen. And so I want to talk to you about about you know the the, the keys. Of, of walking in the blessings of God, walking in the rich wards of God. And, and it, it, it's the, I call it the three keys. And the first key is giving. And this is in Matthew 6, 1 through 4. And, and really, uh, this is interesting. This is something that, that uh, Jesus requires each one of us to do. It is something that, that, that if you have, the Bible says, if you really truly have the love of God in your heart, you will be a giver. One of, the, one of the ways that you can, you can know that you have the love of God in your heart is, do you give? Amen. You can measure your love by your giving. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Your love can be measured out as how you give. I'm not just talking about your money. Okay. That's one aspect of it. But how much of a giver are you? How, much, how benevolent are you? How benevolent are we? And in, in what we have, like I was saying to my, my daughter, I, we have toys. I mean, we have so many toys in our house. I almost break. I'm telling you, I say to my wife, I said, Yen, if, we, if there's somebody that breaks into my, our house, they're going to sue us. And she says, why? Because they're going to trip and break their neck off the toys all over the, all over the, the house. <laughs> and they probably will make money off of us. Jesus. The criminals are now, they, they're the ones that are the victims. I won't go there, huh? I- I approve this message, but anyway. So giving, giving. The three disciplines of a Christian is giving, praying, and fasting. And I believe Jesus talks about that you can walk in the hundredfold blessing. I believe 30-fold is doing one part of it. 60-fold is doing another. And a hundredfold blessing is doing all three. How many people want to walk in a hundredfold blessing today? How many people want to be blessed today? Well, you got to do it God's way. You can't be blessed doing it your way, amen? And so here, I believe the wise men understood that, that giving was a key to walking in the blessings of God, amen? And it says here in Matthew 6, 1 through 4, I'll paraphrase this. He says that when we give, uh, that we don't want to be telling everybody what we're giving. Now, let me, let me, he's talking about alms here. He's not talking about ties. And people get this mixed up all the time. Well, I'm not going to talk about my tithes. No, you can talk about that you're a tither. There's nothing wrong with that. The Bible doesn't talk about that. The Bible says that you test God in the tithe, see if he will not open the windows. But but this is talking about alms. Alms is different than tithing. Tithing is something that God requires of us. He, He requires you to tithe. He expects you to tithe. Amen. He expects you to give back to him what's his because a tithe is holy and it's unto the Lord. It doesn't belong to you. You give it back to God. What's his. But the offerings and your offerings are, are free will. And that's up to you if you want to give that out. Somebody say, I'm learning something today. And so here he's saying when you give your alms, do it in secret. When you give your alms, in other words, you respect the dignity of the people. Like a lot of times you give your alms to poor people. And if they're in a place, you respect their dignity. So you don't tell everybody, oh, yeah, I just helped this person out. That's right? right? You respect their dignity. And so you get it. And the Bible says when you give it right, you will receive a reward. Somebody say amen. 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 And, then, and, and when you're giving, it's a sacrifice because you're taking what, what's... Yours, I'm you, over and above, there's a sacrifice. And really, everything that we do that, that we're going to see a reward, there's going to be a sacrifice to it. Amen. There's going to be a sacrifice. Praying, there's a sacrifice. What's the sacrifice in praying, Pastor? Well, time. Yeah. You're, you're spending time. Some people think it's a waste of time to come to a prayer meeting. Well, how do you know that? Look at the numbers. It's quiet in this Methodist church this morning. Amen. look at the numbers that show up. There's not a lot of people that show up at prayer meetings. Now, if it was bowling, it would be a whole different story. Amen? But prayer meetings. And so so here, prayer, you are sacrificing your time. And when you sacrifice your time, not just for yourself, but when you you sacrifice your time to pray for others, there's going to be a reward for you there's going to be a reward for you. Am I getting, am I getting through to you today? See, the spirit of, of Christmas is giving. Amen. Amen. And so praying, you're sacrificing your time. But when you do that, God will reward you. And that reward, listen, my mom prayed and she sacrificed her time. and She believed for salvation for, for me and my brothers, you know, my sister, You know, my family. And we all came in. It wasn't a waste of time. She believed, she prayed, she stood in, in faith. I don't know if she fasted or not for us, but did you fast, Mom? Where are you at? But anyway, yes, I fasted. Okay. So, fasting, fasting, you know, uh, man, I know people that, ah, oh, you got all you have to have is faith, Pastor. You don't need to fast. That's all old covenant. No, it says when you fast. We're going into a fast, and I'm learning so much about fasting, I need to teach on it, that it's, there's so many health benefits just to fasting. I'm not just talking the spiritual side of it. there's a health side of it that can really set you free from disease and, and help you and all this. I, it's the new, it's the, it's the new rage right now: intermittent fasting, for, for bodybuilders and being healthy, intermittent fasting. What's that, pastor? That means you go out food sometime. In other words, I think Benjamin Franklin said it this way: You know, if you want to lengthen your life, you lessen, less, you lessen your mills. Amen. And, and, and there, there's some truth to that. And so here it says, uh, when you fast. Now, now of course, when we pray, we don't want to be praying out loud and act like we're all big shots. But we pray uh, in secret, and when we pray in secret, God will hear and He reward us. But when we, when we The the next thing is fasting. And when we fast, there's a sacrifice to fasting. Oh, yeah, Pastor, I know what that sacrifice is. Pastor, I'd die if I don't eat something. You know, you can go many days without food. Amen. You know, you you, you die without oxygen. Amen. And, uh, you you know, some of us are dying without the blessings of God on our life. Okay, I won't go there, but... Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I don't know about you. How bad do you want the blessings of God? Not just for yourself, but for your faith. How bad do you want to see change? How bad do you want a, a, a perspective change? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? How bad do you want it? And not about, no, I don't know about this fasting thing. Listen, fasting sacrifices food for a, for, 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 for a, a, a spirit, not just a spiritual blessing. When you fast, God can do so many things. And, uh, and here it says, when you fast, do it. Now, of course, that's different than corporate fasting. Because when we're in corporate fasting, uh, you know, we all know we're fasting. We're standing together for a, a particular purpose. And I want to say this, that we're going to be going into uh, fasting for 21 days in January. And I I want you to start writing down what you're believing God for and what you're believing God to do in that fast. Amen? And I believe that God will meet you. You know, some will say this. Man, i got to close out. Some will say, Fasting never changes God. Well, I I beg to differ. Oh, God's the same after your fast, before your fast. Well, if that was true, and then you're going to say, Well, that's Old Testament, Pastor. Um... If that was true, the Ninevites that fasted for three days, remember that judgment was coming on the Ninevites. Remember Jonah was raised up from God. He, he was raised up and then he took a ship to go the opposite direction. Then, a, then he got thrown off the ship because it was a big storm. He got swallowed by a whale and then God took him back to Nineveh. He preached to Nineveh. They fasted for three days. God, he preached that God's going uh, to take them down, take them out. Judgment is right there. And then God uh, forgave their sins. So it did change God, didn't it? Well, Pastor I never thought about that. No, he's the same. No, he's always the same, but we got to, we got to enact his, his grace upon our lives. His grace is the same, but, but it, it depends on what we do. Doesn't the Bible say it this way? Okay, doesn't the Bible say this? Well, some say, you can't move God. Well, doesn't the Bible say if you draw near to God, what will God do? Are you moving God? I know this is kind of messing up some of your theology this morning, but sometimes you need a sacred cow kicked over. Amen. And so. Listen, in the book of Acts, chapter 10, Cornelius, this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Cornelius, obviously, he, he, he was an Italian. Uh, he wasn't Jewish, but he must have been a Jewish uh, a proselyte, which means he became, he, 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 he became a Jew um, and, and, and got a part of their customs. I believe that. I believe that. Now, it doesn't actually say that, but, but it did say that he did give lots of money to the Jewish people. Amen? It said he did a lot of praying and he did a lot of fasting. And this guy, Cornelius, in Acts uh, chapter 10, would put most Christians to shame, and he wasn't even a believer. You know what's the indictment of us believers? There are some unbelievers that are more giving than believers. Oh, man, did I... Where do I need to go here? (laughs) There are some unbelievers that give greater... Than, than believers. are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And that's an indictment. But this man was not a believer in Jesus, but he was a believer in God of the Bible. because But you could see by his actions. And we see this in Acts chapter 10, that as he was praying, the Bible actually says he was fasting. And the Bible said that an angel was dispatched from heaven, came straight to him and said, God has heard your prayers, and your prayers came up as, a, as, a, as an offering unto the Lord, as a memorial unto the Lord, and, uh, and, uh, and the angel gave Cornelius some instructions to connect with Peter so he could receive salvation and all his family. Think about that. So, so if our prayers, and, and it said specifically, it came up as a memorial to the Lord. So do you think that if he wasn't doing those things, do you think the angel would have been dispatched? Boy, it's quiet here. No, those things that he was doing caused God to move. I like what Smith Wigglesworth says. He says, if the spirit doesn't doesn't move, I move the spirit. Blind Barmaus. He's there, Jesus is walking, and he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus keeps walking, Jesus. And finally, and, and he got people trying to shut him down. Some of Jesus' own disciples were trying to shut down. Old man, he doesn't want to listen to you. And then finally Jesus said, it was his faith that was speaking. Your faith can move God. Your faith moves God. And his faith, and he said, bring him here. And he said to blind werewolves, what do you want? And he said, I want my sight. He said, you've got it. You press through in faith and you've got it. God's looking for some people, like like the wise men, that, that will move out in faith. Take a risk, not actually knowing if it's going to work. And just start moving towards the things of God. And start believing that God's going to open the windows of heaven. That God's going to pour out a blessing that we can't even contain. You guys do it by faith. You don't figure it out. Well, I can't afford to give. You can't afford not to give. You can't afford not to pray. You can't afford not to fast. You need to get into a place. Listen, we're not all where we need to be right now. I think there's another level of being fired up yes. for God that we can all go to. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, fi- I'm fired up for God this morning. Thank you, Lord. Yes. I need a new perspective. Yes, thank you, Jesus. I need a freshness in my life. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory, Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? God is so awesome. Amen. And I'm going to say this to you this morning, that that God has good things for each one of us, but we got to do it His way. we got to come to Him in in the way He wants us to come to Him. We need to pray in the way that He wants us to pray. We need to do it His way. He gave us instructions on praying, fasting, and giving, on how to do it so that we could receive the reward. And, and, And He gave us instructions. He says, when you do these things... Not if you do these things. And when you start doing these things, you will become a wise person. And I'm telling you, you will have the grace of God on your lives. And I'm telling you, people will see that grace. They'll be drawn to you because you're lifting up Jesus. You, 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 you will be an agent of change in this world. I'm telling you, I don't want the world changing me. I want to change the world. And I'm looking at world changers this morning. And I, I'm saying you are, I know the enemy's been working on some of you, trying to get you to back, back up, trying to get you to slide back into those old things. But we're not those people that go backwards. We're pressing in to see the fullness of what God has for each one of us. We're not backing up. We're not going to go back. We're not going to back up in the things of God. No, we're going to keep pressing in. Until we see that high calling of God. And one of the ways to do that is we gotta fast. And when we fast, God can reveal some areas in our life that we might need to change. I tell you, if you got problems today, that's for two reasons why you got well, maybe three. One reason you don't have Jesus, you definitely got problems. You got major problems without Jesus. But if you, you got, we have problems, and the reason why we, we're trying to figure out how to get out of these problems, there's, there's two reasons. Either you're doing something that, that you don't supposed to be doing and the curse is coming in, or you're supposed to be doing something and you're not doing it. Did I get that right? <laughs> it, you see, and, and I want, see me, God, am I doing something wrong? Show me. And if there's something I need to implement, show me. If there's something I need to stop, show me. If there's something I need to start doing, show me. So, Show me. Show me the money. Oh, no, well, that's. Show me. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And when God starts showing you, I tell you, pretty soon you'll be walking somewhere to happen. The blessings of God will be so much upon you. You will be helping people all around you and you will be building the kingdom of God for His glory. Did you receive it this morning? We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 movie theater located at 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Nursery and children's church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.